Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello there, this is Sandy, and I am the dating and love coach for women over 40 at lastfirstdate.com. Welcome to Last First Date Radio. We are the premier show about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships after 40. Every week I bring you in-depth interviews with top experts and cutting-edge authors in the field of dating and relationships after 40. Today I'm going to be speaking with therapist and relationship coach Kate Ferrick. We're going to be talking about the six love styles. What are they? and how can you use them to help you succeed at dating and relationships. I'm really excited about this topic because my whole goal as a dating coach is to help you succeed at dating and find that healthy, lasting, loving relationship that you want. And unfortunately, there's a lot of really bad dating advice out there, and um, it tells you that you have to be something that you're not in order to attract love, and actually the opposite is true. really want to hone in on who you are at your best and really your special superpowers, not trying to look like somebody, compare and despair, you know, wish my butt was smaller, I was more toned, and if only I was thinner, I would get the guy, you know, smarter, wittier, whatever it is. That is not what's going to get you the guy. What's going to get you the guy is is really working on some of your patterns, really uncovering the mistakes that you may have been making in the past, which is something we're going to talk about today, and and really bringing your depth to dating, connecting deeply one-on-one with the right man. Every week I bring you a tip on how to be a woman of value, so today's tip is do not settle. And boy, I was the queen of settling, so I speak from experience that when I got married, I really had given up on ever finding what I wanted, and so I settled for a man that had some of the qualities I was looking for, but he was missing many of the qualities that were important to me, Um, but I didn't believe that that existed. So I want you to come from a place of abundance and not scarcity, you're not running out of men, you're not running out of time. I mean, we all are running out of time on some level, but if you're if you're dating because you're afraid, then your fear and love don't coexist very well. Um, so please don't settle. Please know that you are worth you are worth it, and you will find the love that you want um, if you continue on this path. I also want to encourage you to go over to my website, lastfirstdate.com, and sign up for my free guide if you want to know why men continue to disappear. And trust me, this happens no matter how amazing you are. It just happened to me, and he actually reappeared. And so what do you do? Um, This is one of the most commonly asked questions. So please go to lastfirstdate.com and sign up. And Finally, I also want to send an invitation to all the single ladies out there who are over 40 to please join my private Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date, and it is growing every day. We're over 800 women, and it is a positive 
place for support. Many places that you go online where you find a group, it's just a place to have a bitch fest and just say, oh, men are horrible. This is this this dating sucks. Oh, I'd rather get a cat and you know live in my house and never you know date again. I don't want you to do that. I want you to be in a place where you get positive support. I'm on that page quite often and. Um, it's a great way to connect. So it's your last first date on Facebook. Okay, and now my special guest today. I'm really excited that Dr. Kate Farrick is joining us from California. She's a relationship coach. She is a, a woman with a Ph.D. in psychology, and she focuses on the psychology of romantic love. She has been conducting counseling and assessment sessions for the past 10 years. She's successfully worked with single clients all over the United States, and she's been researching romantic relationships for the past six and a half years to see what makes a relationship successful. She does workshops for singles in Southern California, and she's been interviewed on many radio shows regarding her findings on romantic love. And we are excited to have her talk about these six love styles with us today. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kate. Thank you, Sandy. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, wonderful. So let's get right into it, and um, let's talk about love styles. So first, let's just define what is a love style. Okay. Well, a love style is an attitude towards romance or an intimate relationship, and the six love styles were developed by a sociologist called John Allen Lee in the early 70s, and the reason why he developed these six attitudes towards romantic love is because often it's very confusing out there. You meet someone and their idea of romantic love is very different from what yours is. And so the six love styles are a way of having categories and making it more transparent and easier to determine what type of love style you are, what type of love style they are, and then going from there and seeing if there's a compatibility on that level. Mm. So you want to know, first understand the other person's love style and your own and see if you're compatible. Yes, absolutely. Um, The research shows that mm, couples who are the same dominant love style are going to be happier. Um, And as I go through the six, there's one love style that you definitely want to avoid dating (laughs) the person Mm. if they are this love style. Um, And then there's also another love style. If you are looking for a long-term relationship or marriage, then that would be definitely one to avoid. Okay, so not the player and the one who's <laughs> who's just out for casual sex, I'm assuming. Um well there actually well we'll get into it. So let's let's talk about each of the six love styles. Let's go through it. Okay, perfect. All right. Well let's start with one that is most prevalent in the movies and television and they all have funny Greek names. So this is called Eros. And this is a style that's best described as passionate love. Um, The person usually has a physical ideal of what they want their partner to look like. If you ask them, what kind of partner do you want? They'll say, oh, someone who's very passionate, you know, blonde hair, green eyes, five foot ten. So they'll give you a description because they already have an ideal in mind. Um, And... 
for these individuals, love at first sight is very possible. Um, and they want intimacy right away from the beginning of the relationship. So it's um, very much they meet and there's a, a very high level of attraction there. Um, the relationship's usually highly emotional and very intense, but they don't go to the obsessive level and they don't get overly jealous. Um, an example of this would be, well, pretty much most television shows or movies how they portray romantic love so pretty woman or recent movie passengers and you know the the typical falling in love scenario that would be what eros would be hmm. so what's interesting is you said that they're not obsessive and not jealous but it feels like this is love bombing like you come on strong you're giving all these like you know words of affirmation and, and, oh, my God, you're amazing, you're the love I always wanted, that sounds like um, like a lot of projection. Um, you know, you, you obviously don't know somebody when you first meet them. So it sounds like this type would often be um, obsessive or jealous. Um, well, the obsessive is actually described in a, my next love style I'm going to talk about. Um, so this wouldn't be to the point of like, you need a restraining order. <laughs> okay. <laughs> type, type obsessive. Um, it, it, there might be a mild, you know, case of obsessiveness or, or jealousy there, but it's, it's not going to turn into, you know, um, Glenn Close in fatal attraction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the next one. We'll see. Okay, well, the next one then is called Mania, and this is obsessive, jealous, very um, emotional love style, sometimes um, maybe erratic emotional love style. And um, these types of lovers, they're very insecure, and they often fear they're going to give too much and it won't be reciprocated by their lover they like to spend, you know, a lot of time with their lovers and want a, a lot of attention and affection. And, you know, the the example of Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction really fits his love style to a T. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, this would be a love style, I would say, you know, if you find somebody and they fit in this category, I would say avoiding it would be a very good idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, so it's, what's interesting, though, is yeah, this is this is to an extreme, but women often give too much at the beginning of a relationship. Not not in this at this level, mm -hmm. but they often give and then re regret it because they're not getting back what they want. So, um, would you say that that's part of the mania profile, or is that more just like a female conditioning thing? Um. Well, it's all a matter of degrees, Sandy. So, you know, it, it could be part of the more female conditioning thing. I think the mania is, you know, on the in the uh, extreme level. So mm -hmm. if it's a mild case of giving too much, um, a mania example would be like, oh, um, if they don't, you know, if they don't return my love, I'm going to, like, die. You know, it's, it's very mm -hmm. extreme. Um, yeah. You know, so in terms of women giving too much at the beginning of a relationship, you know, my advice would be um, relationships are about giving and receiving. And if a woman's giving um, 
you know, and there's no space for the man to give, then it blocks that cycle and the flow of giving and receiving. So it's it's definitely not a good thing because you're, you're blocking the opportunity for the man to give to you, which is important for him to be able to give and receive. Correct. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with that. I was just wondering if this mania has anything to do with that, but it doesn't sound like it. Okay, so let's go to number three. Okay, number three is Ludos, and it's a How game you playing Ludus? love. Oh, L U D U S. Yeah, Ludos. So it's okay. it's a game playing type of love, and these type of lovers they like to have you know two or three partners at the same time, and they like a lot of variety in their partners, and and they actually believe you can love two or three people simultaneously. Um, they're not overly emotional and their relationships don't get serious <laughs> um, and they try not to spend too much time with one person and they really avoid commitment. So if you're looking for a long-term relationship or marriage, then I'd say you know, if you find someone and they're showing these attributes of a, a Ludos um, love style, then I'd say they're not the one for you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Um, a good example would be Samantha in Sex in the City. Hmm. Samantha was the blonde, right? Yes, yeah, she was the older um, of the four friends, and she mm-hmm. um, always had different lovers and um, never really committed to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she liked the variety and the you know, not lack of commitment, although she did get involved with that guy, that really cute guy. (laughs) Um, But then she ended up leaving him. Um, Okay, so, you know, again, we're not changing people. So once we go through this, I'm just curious, another question just popped into my head, that um, are people usually the same type of lover um, all their lives, or can you go from one style to another? Um, That's a good question, and there hasn't been a whole lot of research done in terms of following people over, you know, decades and then, um, you know, seeing if they change. Um, But what I would say is that, you know, there is opportunity for change, like um, in any Mm -hmm. area or most areas of, you know, a person's life, that um, personal growth work can lead to changes, and it might not happen overnight, but... Um, if someone really wants to change and puts the effort in, then I'd say, yes, it is possible. Yeah, no, I would I would think that in most of these cases that if you have been in relationships and you are the, say, the mania type and you realize it's not getting you the kind of relationship that you want, then you become more self-reflective and go through therapy or coaching um, or the even the Lutus type, like, you know, you can realize that all this fun is not fun anymore because now you're 65 and you're tired of running around and you actually want commitment and intimacy. Um, So I I can imagine that if you have some kind of wake-up call that you might put the effort into finding out why you're in this loop and get out of it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's very possible, and like you said, people put the effort in, and then results do happen. Mhm. Okay. So let's do number four. 
Okay, number four is pragma, P-R-A-G-M-A, sounds like pragmatic, and it's described as a practical or shopping list love. So these type of lovers seek compatibility in terms of social and personal qualities. Um, They want someone of a certain religion, education, lifestyle. So it might be um, like they want someone who's a lawyer and from a good family and, you know, likes to ski. So it's, it's like they... They have a shopping list and that's how they go out and they will check off, you know, a person to see if they fit their shopping list. Um, And it's not an emotional type of love. Um, It'll be more that they want someone that is well suited for them on a number of characteristics before they become intimate or committing to that person. Mm Mm-hmm. So a good example of this would probably be Charlotte in Sex in the City. Okay. So she was the type who went out to seek a man who was of character and whatever she was looking for. She actually ended up with somebody who was the opposite religion, um, who was not her religion, and she converted to Judaism. Boy, this is bringing back so many memories. (laughs) I've seen Sex in the City in years. but, you know, they ended up on the same page, I guess. So that's that would be somebody who would end up being she was looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, um, in that relationship, she changed her religion to match his, and therefore she, you know, she was, they were, they were matching. So that worked in terms of general lifestyle factors. So it was very practical mm-hmm. of her to do that. Okay, and is this, um, is this love style, um, does this lead to a lot more success in relationships than some of the others? Um, well, in terms of successful couples, um, the ones, the love styles um, that are related to uh, satisfaction in couples are actually, um, well, we're about to get to one of them, but we've already done Eros. So Eros definitely relates to satisfaction in couples. And the other one is um, the next one I'm going to talk about, which is Storge, S-T-O-R-G-E, or friendship love. And these type of lovers place a heavy value on companionship and stability. And um, love can happen um, in time after a friendship has existed. So um, when Harry met Sally, um, they were friends for like three quarters of the movie. And then right at the end, they got together in a romantic sense. Um, So these type of lovers are intimate sharing activities and common interests and physical attraction is um not as important but common interests are very much the attraction mhm okay um yeah so in terms of what love styles um relate to satisfaction with couples eros and storge or friendship love um consecutively relate to um, satisfaction. So having the aspect of that deep friendship and also having the physical attraction and passion, those two Mm -hmm. relate very highly to satisfaction. That would be like an ideal. 
Yeah, so what a lot of people ask, can friendship really become love and is it worth the risk of taking a friendship to that level? And uh, it's interesting. This came up in my group recently as a question. And um, I do know I had a client once who was contemplating about whether to date her best friend. And I talked to her about it for a bit, you know, just really asking her what's at risk if you don't ask and what's, you know, you're, you're in love with this guy you know, if you lose the friendship, how would you feel about it and all this stuff? Anyway, she ended up marrying him. Um, they have two kids together, and they're very happy. Um, and, you know, so I think I think ideally it could be a tricky place, the friendship, because um, it, it could also be without physical attraction, which, you know, helps you to become a friend in the first place. And so um, if you're too familiar, there's no push and pull in terms of attraction. So, you know, having that attraction and the balance of the arrows sounds like it's a really important piece here. Yes, absolutely. And and I agree with everything you said about, you know, the risk of <clears throat> dating someone who's a close friend of the opposite sex. Uh, if it doesn't work out, you may lose a friendship and that could be a very big loss in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so there's definitely things to weigh up. Um you know, uh, you know, but like I said, ideally, if you have um, the the eros and the passion, and you have, you know, someone you can talk to, that's that would be ideal. That would be really great. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. <laughs> um, okay, so what's number six? Okay, number six is um, agape. A G A P A B P E. Sorry. And this yeah. is a altruistic or selfless love. And it's the most rare love style. It's not commonly found. Um, and the agapic lover believes in giving love because everyone's deserving of it. And they feel it's their duty to love and not to expect anything in return. And they want to take care of their partners and they'll endure a lot of difficulty that arises from being with their partner just because they feel it's their duty to love. Um, A movie example would be Forrest Gump, Forrest and Jenny. Forrest loved Jenny. And Jenny put him through his paces, certainly. Um, You know, so it was definitely um, him holding out for her and loving her throughout those years um, in a, a, a definitely a selfless, agapic way. Hmm. Sounds like codependency to me. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, this. You know, is it really selfless, and um, or is it just really unhealthy um, because of something that happens in childhood that that teaches you that love isn't reciprocal? Right. Well, those are those are definitely good points. Um, and in my own research. Um, into psychology romantic love I actually use the love styles in the form I've been talking about the six love styles and found that um, the individuals that were um, an agape love style they actually wanted someone who was also agape but they wanted someone who was more selfless than themselves (laughs) okay let's have a selfless duel (laughs) yes exactly so that was actually very Interesting and funny finding. Yeah, yeah. 
So let, well, let's let's talk about um, the practicality and the application in dating um, yes. or relationships. So um, yeah, so how can so say you you meet somebody and you you now know your love style, right? So I guess that's step number one. So just take us through the process of how these might be applied. Okay, absolutely. So first of all, identify yourself within these six love styles. And remember, you can have um, one or two dominant love styles. So you might want, like we are talking about before, the friendship and the physical attraction, someone you can talk to and be you know, physically passionate with. Um, so that's quite common to have you know, more than one, probably two. And then familiarize yourself with these different love styles and when you are out there dating, um, you can begin to pick up and see what love style a potential partner is. Um, and like I said before, you know, I definitely say avoid the mania. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That would definitely not lead to, I think, the type of relationship that um, anybody was ideally looking for. And then if you're looking for a long-term relationship or marriage situation, you know, uh, someone who's a ludos, you know, and if you talk to them and they find out, well, you know, none of their relationships have lasted more than a month and, you know, they have a lot of different, you know, partners at the same time, that's definitely a ludos. And, you know, unless they are willing to change and want to change, um, then that's probably going to be a continued pattern. So that would be someone to avoid if you are looking for a long-term committed relationship. Um, so in terms of which love style is going to work best for you, if you are an Eros, um, then usually someone who has Eros as a dominant love style or you know, Eros and something else as a dominant love style, that's going to work for you better because it's kind of like you're talking the same language. Um, So you're going to be passionate about them and feel a lot of chemistry. And, you know, if they feel the chemistry and passion back, then that's a great thing. But if they seem very low in terms of passion and chemistry, that's, mm, that's going to be kind of confusing and be kind of a, you know, a mixed signal for you. So... Um, in the long run, you know, it's better to have someone who is the same love style or, you know, at least has a dom- two dominant love styles and one of them is the same as yours. Um, and, you know, these are a really good way to understand love better, understand how a person is conceptualizing love and then the behaviors associated with that concept of love. Um, and it takes a lot of the confusion out of it because it's really giving you a a blueprint of um, the six ways that people do think about romantic love. Hmm. It's interesting. Um, Yeah. What, what got you interested in this study, this field of study and, you know, what, what appealed to you here? Well, I was very interested in, um, relationships and how people got together and why they chose the partner they did. Um, Originally, I was studying divorce, but that got very depressing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so after about six months, I changed it to study the beginning of relationships, which was a lot more um, uplifting and um, 
you know, juicy for me and interesting. So um, studying the psychology of romantic love, it, it just gave me uh, something I was fascinated by and gave me a lot of uh, good information and knowledge about this area. Um, and, you know, it's been something that, um, you know, is great for educating people in what I do as a relationships coach um, because it can be very confusing out there and um, and having knowledge and information like in any area of one's life is, is wonderful and really gives you um, the upper hand, so to speak, because you're not going out there kind of um, just kind of fumbling around. You're just, you're going out there and you have a knowledge of, how things work, which um, definitely is is very handy. Mhm. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so, uh, Dr. Kate Barrick, um, if you can leave us with one final thought about the love styles and how people might apply them, what would that be? I would say familiarize yourself with the six love styles and when you're out there dating begin to look at people and you can even look at your friends just to familiarize yourself more with the styles so look at the people around you your friends and and start to see what love style they are and that'll get into your head you know what the characteristics are of the six love styles um and so when you're out there in the field, you know, just keep in mind what these love styles are and, you know, definitely, like I said, be aware of the mania um, love style and, and the ludos. Um, and, you know, and like uh, Sandy was saying, if, if you find yourself towards the mania or ludos category yourself, then I'd say, you know, and you do want to change, then, you know, go about that and, and do some self-help work and work on yourself and, you know, you can find yourself in uh, a better place with your the way you're relating to and acting out romantic love. Beautiful. Thank you. And um, just give out your website and the best way for people to reach you. Yes, my website is joyfilledrelationships.com and if they would like to contact me, there's a contact form on my website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Kate Farrick, for being on the show today. And keep doing that great work you're doing. Thank you, Sandy, and you too. Thank you. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening today, and I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. Bye.